Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us this week on the Crude Life Week in Review. We've got a packed show for you this week. We've got Ashley McNamee from Whiting Petroleum, Lynn Welker uh, from McKenzie County Health Systems, and they've got a $200,000 gift they're talking about that's going to go to a labor wing, kind of a, a birth wing, in Watford City, improving the quality of life yet again. You know, the solution to the problem of births. Imagine that. You got a problem with births? That's a pretty good problem to have in your community, especially if you're looking to grow. All right, let's 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 get into the show. We got William Prentice coming up in just a little bit here. We've got Ashley McNamee from Whiting and Lynn Welker from Welker Fievold. She's representing McKenzie County Health Systems. Jam-packed show today, folks, so I want to get right into it. Mr. William Prentice from Meridian Energy Group. They're bringing us the Davis Refinery in Belfield, North Dakota. They've been overcoming a lot of obstacles in terms of regulations and red tape, and they've been patient the whole way. So we're very excited to have uh, William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy, for our weekly Davis Refinery. In fact, I just want to sidebar real quick here. We believe the Davis Refinery is so clean and so energy efficient and so groundbreaking that it's going to be read about in history class and it's going to be the actual standard for the rest of the planet when it comes to refineries. So that's why we do a weekly update right here on the Crude Life Week in Review. All right, let's get right to it. Mr. William Prentice. He seems to be moving ahead. And then all of a sudden you get someone in South Carolina that's got a problem and we got to do something about it. Are you guys just about fed up or what? <laughs> I guess is probably my question. Um, anyway. Well, you know, we get these stories once in a while, and, you know, people are out there looking for things to report about. And so when somebody files another appeal or something like that or expresses a concern, uh, people, are, people know that there's an interest in hearing about the Davis Refinery, so you'll get a story. Um, I kind of look at it as an opportunity to tell our side again. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get kind of tired of going over the same points all the time, uh, especially when it's, you know, it, it, like a, this recent appeal on the air quality permit. Um, you know, we get frustrated by that, and I just wonder why, you know, the same set of facts needs to be looked at over and over and over again. But again, you know, it's another opportunity for us to brag about how clean this refinery is. Uh, it just recently came up that, you know, somebody was very concerned about air pollution at, at the park. And, you know, I, nobody paid attention when we brought this up the first time a couple of years ago, but it's very simple to run the numbers and determine that air pollution from the, you know, 700,000 or so cars that visit the TR National Park every year, that air pollution is by far greater than the air pollution that will be caused by the refinery. Um, people are astonished to hear that, but it, it gives us an opportunity to put it in perspective that, yes, this is a brand new kind of refinery, and it does not emit even one-tenth of the emissions of any other refinery in the country on a per-barrel capacity basis. Um, it's more like the amount of pollution from uh, seven or eight uh, uh, pump jacks out in the oil field. Uh, it's just a very clean plant, and uh, we can prove that it's that clean. I'll tell you, uh, I think the oil and gas is in a very unique 
position right now in in the timeline of everything because you know I'll, I'll be honest the oil and gas industry has been in a tough position because they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't they're one of the kings of the economy and so the big guy always gets picked on if they're trying to do good or whatever and so um the way the <clears throat> the way environmentalism has gone the 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 drive behind it is I feel so confident in saying it's now gotten to a religious status to where you have enough people blindly following it without really giving any depth of thought behind it to where you actually at the remember the Dapple protest, there was rubber bullets fired and the um, the old veterans got on the other side. So you got, you know, m- military type environments. So the, the, the holy war drums are beaten type thing. So when I look at it, though. The reason I say it's become like a blind a blind type following is a lot of these protesters are not actually trying to help the planet. They're just pointing fingers and <clears throat> pointing at problems and, you know, drinking Keurig coffees and texting on their iPhones and driving their electric cars. Electric cars are powered by coal. iPhones take about 28 rare minerals that, you know, that mining on the earth is not, you know, that type of thing. So... The whole new wave of environmentalism is based on just ridiculousness, in my opinion, to where I think the oil and gas industry has a great opportunity right now to say, we're the only ones saving the planet. We're the only ones trying to help the planet because everyone else is just pointing fingers and not doing anything about it. So I I, I like I love what you guys are doing, because this is one of those examples of here's the oil and gas industry truly saving the planet. Because you know as well as I do, what's going to happen is this is going to have a reverse ripple effect, and you're going to see a lot of refineries over time, say over the next 10 years, implementing roots and seeds of your guys' technology into their plants. Am, am I out of line for saying that, or is that kind of what you see? You've been in this business a long time, and they constantly seem about self-correction in my mind. Well, you know, I... Yeah, I've been in the energy business my entire career, and I've not always been proud of the facilities I've worked on. And I was part of what I wanted to accomplish here at Meridian and, and the rest of my colleagues here. We want to do this in, in the right way, and, and we consider ourselves uh, missionaries, if you will, that you can take the, the uh, conventional energy business and make it green. Um, you know, it's one thing to be in here swinging and trying to make things happen that are that are going to clean things up. And it'd be nice to get some advice and help once in a while. And then, like you point out, you know, you get a lot of people that observe what we're doing and then jump in their SUV to drive to a meeting to call us a bunch of criminals for building a refinery. Um, you know, it just it lacks credibility. And I think a lot of the people that we are hearing from as opponents are somewhat hypocritical. It's been my view, looking at what we're going to do to change this industry, that if you are an environmentalist and you do not support this refinery, you're a hypocrite. Uh, We're going to be making it necessary by, by building this plant and putting it into operation. We change the definition of what best available control technology is. And we make it absolutely necessary for every other refiner in the business to gradually come over and and do things our way as they modify and upgrade their plants. 
Um, it also raises the bar for any brand new refineries, whether we build them or not. Uh, if we build them, I mean, you know, Davis is going to be the cleanest on the planet when it's built. Uh, Walton Station down in Texas is going to come online about a year or so after Davis. At the time it comes online, it'll probably be a little bit cleaner because we'll have learned things too. But everything is going to get cleaner. And conventional oil and gas can and will now start to clean up its act. And it's going to make the planet a much better place without, as you point out, uh, opening up the earth and ripping out all these rare earth elements that have to go into batteries and doing all kinds of things that are considered unsightly. You know, I, I'm a, a rock climber. I, I consider myself an environmentalist. I'd love to get out into the backcountry. And, you know, if I ever have a chance to do so again, it'll be long enough that I can forget uh, what English even sounds like if I, if I have my, my druthers. But, you know, there are vast areas of the California desert now that are covered with uh, solar panels. Uh, you know, a million dollars invested in Davis will reduce greenhouse gases by several multiples over and above what that same investment in solar or wind would accomplish. And that was William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life Week in Review. Back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum and Lynn Welker representing McKinsey County Healthcare Systems. Ashley McNamee, Whiting Petroleum. Lynn Welker, McKenzie County Healthcare Systems. Thank you both for joining me today. It's a two for one, outstanding here on the program. Uh, my understanding is you guys are boots on the ground live there in Watford City. Is that right? That's right, Jason. We're actually at McKenzie County Healthcare Systems Hospital Facility today. In Watford City, we're celebrating a very generous donation from Whiting to fund the labor and delivery wing um, here at the new facility. Uh, they have presented our organization with a $200,000 gift, and that accompanies a $50,000 gift that they provided for furnishings for an obstetrics room in 2017. So they've given a quarter million dollars to McKenzie County Healthcare Systems, and we couldn't be more grateful uh, for that contribution. Let me ask uh, Whiting a question for a second. Ashley, if you don't mind, Mac to me, is, is there any particular reason for the donation of the labor or the um, Watford City itself, is it? Is there some special connection to that, or is it just that they needed it and you guys were more than willing to step up to the plate? Talk to me a little bit about the intention and the origination behind the gift. 
Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why this is the right thing to do in this community. So uh, Watford City is the heart of the oil patch, and for about 30 years, they haven't been able to deliver uh, babies in McKenzie County or Watford City. And so Whiting is one of the largest employers in this county, and most of our employees, over half, are under the age of 40. So when we look at not only the well-being and health of our employees, but the community where we're working and living, it was uh, an appropriate measure to start to pursue being able to have babies where we're living and working. So really, we just felt like this was an excellent opportunity to bring a service back to the area that it needed and that the population will continue to need and use in the future for, gosh, probably decades now. One of the things that I particularly enjoy about this story is it really validates what we've been trying to do with, with our programming, which is show the evolution of these communities, show the growth of the communities. And this is one of those problem-solution stories where one of the problems that has happened in Watford City is they're experiencing a 300% growth, unprecedented. I mean, you talk 3 to 5% growth in a community over the course of you know three, a year or two, that's amazing. 5 to 8% is considered a bustling community. You get up to 100 to 300 percent in a few few years. You got problems, and one of the problems they had was births. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a good problem to have, but that was one of the problems. And so, as they upgrade the quality of life that's happening, this is one of those stories that is that is happening to where the oil industry is stepping up and not only paying their more than fair share of taxes and paying their more than fair share of fees, but this is another example of those those sporting teams of jerseys they sponsor and, and make-a-wish donations and community services where you're stepping up to help build a hospital. Um, Lynn, talk to me a little bit about that, how the energy industry not only pays their fair, fair share of regulatory taxes and fees, but they also just continue to step up and help the quality of life in communities. I couldn't agree with you more, Jason. You know, the community here is is edging toward 10,000 people, and oil and gas companies have choices on where they choose to give charitable gifts, and certainly Whiting operates in a number of different communities um, in the country. So we feel very grateful for this gift because this isn't something that a company has to do. This is something that, in concert with employees, they've chosen to do to improve the quality of local health care in the community and, and services that are available to not only their employees, but to other young families um, that choose to move to Watford City. Um, so we're very thankful because Whiting is a leader in the community. They not only provide generously to the healthcare system here, uh, but in other ways in the area, like, for example, the community cleanup effort. And it, it doesn't stop there, Jason. Uh, we have different efforts where uh, people can choose to volunteer to help out in various capacities at the hospital. And they have a group of, of staff that are putting together potted plants to provide to our residents in long-term care in August. And I just think that's amazing. It's above and beyond. And it's a company that actually cares about doing kind things for others and being a good neighbor where they operate. Well, I'd like to expand a little bit on that. You know, you, you mentioned uh, pick up the patch and uh, well, clean up that right. sort of thing. And uh, pick up the patch. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's still the marketing term they use, but that's what it was for a number of years. And it usually happens that's, in May. Go ahead. That's correct. 
Jason? Uh, yeah, I was going to just talk talk to me a little bit about some of these uh, other community things, and whether it be Ashley or Lynn, uh, you know, specific to whiting, or maybe even a joint effort at times, um, you know, with different energy companies. But the the pick up the patch and the and the the trash pickup. I, I laugh because right now I'm, I'm doing a presentation on how the oil and gas industry are the leaders in saving the planet. And this is one of those examples. I went to the World Wildlife Federation's website and pulled out their how to become an environmentalist. And the oil and gas industry is doing every one of them, every single one of them, at least the majority of them and then individuals after that. But one of them was to, you know, pick up litter. And there's another example. So talk to me about some of these just social responsibility things that you guys are doing. Because, I mean, I'm, I, I know I, I could sit here and name them all day, but I'm, I'm only scratching the surface. I mean, there's so much that you guys have done. Yeah, it's Ashley. Thanks, Jason. Uh, I think the one thing I can say about my company and our employees is that we really do care a lot. And so in particular, North Dakota has been a part of Whiting's story for a long time, and our intention is for it to continue to be for as long as they'll have us. Uh, we really love it up here. We love the people. And when we came into the state, we hired locals. We thought that the residents would be the right people to help us achieve success in this field. And as a result, we had natural community leaders working for Whiting. And through that, they identify these amazing projects that we probably wouldn't have known of otherwise, just being a corporation that's headquartered out of Denver. So uh, one example of something we're doing in Watford City, in addition to this hospital, is uh, we are working with the high school. They came to us with an issue where the majority of the students were not going on to a four-year institution. And this was before Governor Burgum identified the workforce development issue in the state. And we sat down with the high school and some of the uh, leaders in their uh, internship programs and other things that they were doing and really worked with them to create a curriculum and gave them a financial gift to start campus so that we can really begin to develop a skills initiative, trade-based technical career advancement academy. And so we've been doing that with them for, we started it last year, we're doing it this year. Our employees go into classrooms and teach students about the career opportunities that exist, not just in oil and gas, but in North Dakota. And hopefully by capturing those students, they stay in the state, they see different opportunities in the industries that exist. And then in the long run, that improves the well-being of not only the community in the state, but also the people who live and work here. And then we do other things. We're really big in sustainability reporting, and through that we get to try a lot of new programs. And uh, one of them goes back to humanitarianism, and it's with the Truckers Against Trafficking Group. And they're a company that, uh, an organization rather, that started because uh, when you're along these highways and with some transient folks going back and forth and there's trucking companies that are hauling things, there is a, a higher rate of, uh, girls being transferred back and forth between uh, different parties at truck stops and gas stations, and people had no idea. Our employees, the employees, the contractors we work with, and so by simply bringing it to their attention and giving them a little bit of training, we hope to work with this group, and their, their statistics are phenomenal. They've saved thousands of girls from trafficking situations because the guys are now paying attention when they're at these locations, and they make one phone call, and that phone call is often enough to go save uh, the person that's in that vulnerable position. 
Miss Ashley McNamee and Lynn Welker, I'm going to ask you to hold your thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick, quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum and Lynn Welker representing McKinsey County Healthcare Systems. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation, the Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. I've been moving around a lot these days From apartment to apartment State to state And it doesn't really matter where I go there's only one place I could call my home. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum and Lynn Welker representing McKenzie County Healthcare Systems. And that phone call is often enough to go save uh, the person that's in that vulnerable position. So it's not just writing checks and picking up trash at parks and you know, painting schoolyards or anything. This is, we're really in this to make a proactive difference in the areas where we operate because we do intend to be in these places for an extremely long time. We want to leave them better than when we came. I know that was a number, a thing I used to reiterate for years was during the downturn, you know, look at the investment, Whiting, a One Oak Marathon would put into the Bakken at, at that time. And so it was really more of a, beyond a symbolic gesture and now that you know things are to the point to where they're at the new normal i think is the word they used a few years ago there's still the continuing of the you know as you mentioned not only the writing of the checks and, and a few other things but there's also the 
community connection that continues. In fact, that's the one thing I love about the oil and gas industry is the downturn actually kind of brings a lot of the people closer together, to be honest. That's what I learned in, in the last downturn. Uh, Lynn, talk to me a little bit about the McKinsey Healthcare System because they have received quite a few gifts in the past that have built that hospital very nicely in terms of, you know, being a smaller town in North Dakota, uh, Watford City. They've grown considerably, but the healthcare system itself has done a pretty good job of capitalizing on some resources out there. Give us kind of an overview of the past, I don't know, five, 10 years and the advancements that have been made with the healthcare system. Well, it's very exciting, Jason, because we're in a new $76 million facility. And because of the expanded room and more adequate space, we are able to expand upon services that we can offer in the community and really to provide more opportunities uh, for patients to meet with primary care physicians. Uh, the urgent care and emergency area continue to be very busy. Uh, the areas each respectively see uh, over 700 visits per month uh, in urgent care and over 436 per month uh, in, in uh, emergency care. So we continue to work hard to meet needs in the community and region. It is a huge step up from the, the former facility, uh, which was built in the 50s. So the old facility had one emergency room and one makeshift emergency room. The new facility has nine. And, you know, last summer, shortly after opening the new facility, the community was struck with a tornado. And thankfully, we were in the new facility uh, with the equipment necessary to quickly provide for those presenting with injuries um, to not only fill the emergency area, but even utilize hospital rooms because of the number who were injured. But in the new facility, we have an MRI machine where we didn't in the old. We have a helipad on location. And certainly we've had a number of very generous contributors uh, from the oil and gas industry, but also many individual contributors and others from the financial and, and banking institutions in the area. So we feel grateful that our facility continues to be a priority um, as people consider their options for charitable giving because we know they definitely have options, but there are always challenges that you face in a rural setting that are unique, and it continues to be very important to us to be able to provide efficient and excellent care to patients, and and truly, we are in a very rural and, and remote area, so being able to attract types of physicians that we have now is impressive. Uh, we even have an orthopedic surgery program here where Dr. Ravindra Joshi has joined our team, and Dr. Torfi Hospitalson is a general surgeon as well. So surgeries of that nature have never been performed in Watford City before, and now we can quickly address those situations um, here locally. And many of those types of things are possible because of generosity from companies like Whiting. Uh, a $200,000 gift is very generous and not something we're blessed with every day. Kind of recapping here a little bit, $250,000 gift plus another $50,000 gift, correct? A $200,000 gift and then a $50,000 gift to furnish an obstetrics room in 2017. So um, a quarter million dollars over the last two years 
And I just think that's a huge testament uh, to their commitment to provide amazing and the opportunity for a variety of healthcare services locally to their employees. Well, one of the things that I really enjoy about this, and, I, and I'll be honest, because when I first started this whole crude life thing, it was honestly, it was it was journalism. It was investigative. It was journalism type thing. And the the one thing that I found is how in North Dakota, especially, you can really see what's going on in the oil and gas industry under a microscope because 50 percent of the state's revenue comes from the oil and gas taxes. And you know as well as I do, only less than half the state is open to oil and gas. The rest is ag. 65% of the population is on the east side of the state, and they don't have any idea what's going on in the oil and gas world to the tune to where it's it's like a Hatfield-McCoy state politics to where um, the Western legislators had to go around for two, three years begging for money to go to Western North Dakota, even though half of the budget comes from the oil and gas industry. It's, it's remarkable. Actually, it's more than that, but that, that was the, that's the quick soundbite of it. So to see stories like this is incredible, absolutely incredible. And, and so for me, I think it's a neat story to show how much the oil and gas industry builds communities. Um, not only do they help build states and state governments and give people opportunity beyond belief, but then they continue to go back and say, we're not going to just leave communities high and dry because we're getting the short end of the stick or we're mad because that law passed and this regulation came and everything else. It's just to me, it's very classful. It shows a lot of class and it shows a lot of uh, being a bigger man at the end of the day, being a bigger person. Sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to say being a bigger man to two women. Jeez, where's my manners? Holy smokes. <laughs> I deserve a couple of lashings for that one. But do you guys understand what I'm talking about? I know I'm probably preaching to the choir a little bit, but sometimes I think the need is being had right now to preach to the choir because I don't think people understand how much the oil and gas industry truly funds this economy and this nonprofit and social world that we live in. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we love North Dakota. We love doing business up here. We love the people of North Dakota. There's fewer places I think we would ever choose to operate, in all honesty, because it's just such a nice place to work and live. And to your point, last year we gave out over a million dollars in community gifts. That includes our educational institutions that are creating engineers and um, employees for our industry. That includes all of the places where we operate, so Texas, Colorado, and North Dakota, and that's only growing. This year, we're going to easily surpass that. I bet we'll be closer to 1.2 to 1.5 million. And as we continue to go in the future, you know, you just, it is the right thing to do. It's the right way to do business, and it's really what we believe in more than anything. This is what makes not just whiting different, but oil and gas different. And that is a good point to make. It is the industry. It's not one player. It's everyone is doing some pretty remarkable things that really do improve the quality of life where we're, where we're operating. And I think we all really pride ourselves on that. I, I've just been amazed in my past seven years of covering this full time, be eight years now, um, just how involved the executive offices are with the local communities. I've never seen anything like it. And I've been covering industries for 25 years. I mean, I'm, I've been, you know, when you're in the media, you see a lot of different medias or industries and a lot of different behind the scenes. Ashley, you've got a background in the media, so you, you know what I'm talking about. 
Um, yeah. I, I've never seen an industry so dedicated to a local community as I have the oil and gas industry. It's it's truly remarkable, and I love. I think it's just fantastic to see the essence of capitalism alive and everything else. But okay, let's get back to the uh, gift itself. So we'll kind of recap up a little bit here and uh, just kind of, you know, give us that, uh, uh, I guess, ending, if you will, and, and recap what's going on, why we're talking and some of the good news for today. Well, this is Lynn, Jason, and I really loved the phrase you used, uh, building communities. And many of the oil and gas partners are helping to build programs and processes in communities. And I think the gift from Whiting is an excellent example on building a program. So labor and delivery, it, it will be a service that will be implemented in the future. And it's really a three-stage process where... Miss Ashley McNamee and Lynn Welker, I'm going to ask you to hold your thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick, quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum and Lynn Welker representing McKenzie County Healthcare Systems. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life We Can Review. Down on me. Every time I roll back to town. Every time I roll back around. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you will let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. You can run from the wintertime in the midnight black. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum and Lynn Welker representing McKinsey County Healthcare Systems. Well, this is Lynn, Jason, and I really loved the phrase you used, uh, building communities. And many of the oil and gas partners are helping to build programs and processes in communities. And I think the gift from Whiting is an excellent example on building a program. So labor and delivery, it, it will be a service that will be implemented in the future. And it's really a three-stage process where clinically, where it's, you know, you're in stage one, two, uh, performing gynecological surgery and then three the focus on obstetrics where uh, you need to be able to provide for a cesarean section if that's necessary which requires a, a team of people and specialties to include anesthesiology so we're really in in stage two right now working toward stage three so that we can ultimately 
provide full labor and delivery services. Um, expecting mothers can receive prenatal services currently um, through the clinic because we're partnering with Great Plains Women's Health uh, through Williston and have obstetricians here to help with those services. So really, thank you to Whiting's generosity. Um, we're able to continue to fund capital costs uh, for our labor and delivery services, which are, are super important. And the wing will be operational in the future. So that'll be an exciting opening day. And so thank you to Whiting for helping us build this program uh, that is in progress so that we can provide the best service we can locally. And truly, you know, Ashley McNamee and, and Darius Frick are real outstanding leaders at Whiting and we appreciate an excellent working relationship with the company and just the way that uh, they take their community involvement seriously in Watford City and they've just been an excellent neighbor. Uh, so I, I can't say enough great things and, and just appreciative because as Ashley mentioned, it will be decades. This facility will be in use and in their wing, thousands of babies will be born. Yeah, and I just want to say, I mean, we so appreciated the opportunity to get to do this. In all honesty, being approached and the, the fact that this was an option was just amazing. And really, it goes back to our employees. We don't make these decisions at the executive level. We have committees, folks in all of our locations across North Dakota. And when we put together the ideas that we could support for the year, this overwhelmingly the one project that everyone wanted to support in the biggest way that we could and and again going back to the fact that we do have young employees who are having children and we want them to stay and live in North Dakota and in Watford City and McKenzie County in particular this is just a really neat way to build that family feel back into not only our organization but the whole community so we're we're happy we're just like this is a neat project we're really really glad we got to be a part of it and we look forward to watching this grow and seeing what, what all it becomes. To listen to the full-length interview with Ashley McNamee with Whiting Petroleum or Lynn Welker representing McKinsey County Healthcare Systems, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We also have social media there and other exclusive interviews. Check out our number of original exclusive interviews and our network of social media tallying 350,000 social media energy enthusiasts. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on the social media tab. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. I remember when I was in grade school, them drilling a, a well on our land and they weren't able to get to the oil because of the lack of technology at the time. But I was just telling him some random stories. Uh, he has a film background. He goes, dude, we got to make a movie up there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is it, it is Wild West. Now I've been moving around a lot these days From apartment to apartment I'm very happy that I ended up in North Dakota. People are amazingly true to their heart. I grew up here back when things, oil field was slow. It's pretty much just a farming community. Under the soft red glow of the wintertime city clouds. Every time I go home now, it's something, something's different, you know. There's three more apartment complexes or Menards is going up, always changing. Every time I roll back to town 
People driving down the street. Now you see Lambos drive. You see Ferraris. You see Porsches. That's something we've never seen before. It, it's really, it's really changed. Out by my grandma's house, and some days I can almost feel the wind blow. It tastes like cool, dry, dusty autumn here in my mouth. Uh, in a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that, that basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. Come falling down on me Every time I roll back to town Every time I roll back around On Friday nights, if there wasn't a game going on, I'd jump in my dark swinger. 72 Dodge Dart, two-door, sports model, and uh, Drag Main, where we'd turn, uh, take a right by Simonson's, go down, take a left, which is now maybe, I don't know if it's a Hardy's there, we'd go down Main, turn around the depot, and then drive that route back. Pretty simple life. I have lived in Dickinson since 1978, and I went through the 80s oil boom, married there, and then we went through some pretty lean times in Dickinson. I feel like going back to North Dakota, take a job and find a wife, and finally settle down. Give this football shot opportunity the best of my abilities and uh, get my agronomy degree and hopefully return home, work at the local elevator and help take over the family farm. And provides, I'd hate to think that I'd become a stranger. To the place where I was born, where my heart still resides. Well, if you're industry coming in, you know, respect the people that you're coming on to. Well, if you're coming on a sovereign nation, you should respect those people. All the memories come falling down on me every time I roll back to town. Beautiful mother, came off a farm in Berthold, eighth grade education, moved into a one-room apartment of a bar and a hardware store, had to go on welfare, and then get a job as a domestic in babysitting. But that mama was a wonderful teacher and one of the most pathologically honest people I've ever met. So as hard as it sounds now, it really wasn't that tough because I had a good person, a good example inside the house. I've actually lived on the eastern half of the state longer than I have over here, but I'll still always call Western North Dakota home. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney. U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. 
Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th. Hosted by Energy Solutions Corp. and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com.